to Enter the Glory Zone with me, Dr. Edith Davis on 94.1 FM Wave 94. Spiritual believers and listeners, as you know, there's a lot of, once again, demonic activity going on all over the world, most recently in Maine with the shootings in Maine. And once again, we, the body of Christ, the church, we need to pray and pray in tongues will be really good because you're praying the perfect, perfect mind of Christ, the perfect mind of the Father and the Holy Spirit. And he knows all things. So I've been praying a lot in tongues lately myself, but I'm the body. We need to pray more in tongues and pray against this darkness, this evil that's out there. And, um, and I was talking to my godfather, Doug Apple, and I was talking to him about his his teaching on dirt work that he did um, a couple of Sundays ago. And I've, I had was been working on dirt work of my own heart. And I was very surprised. I was sitting in a meeting and all of a sudden I felt things in my heart that I, I don't think should have been there. I thought that I was walking in forgiveness and not being offended and, you know, and walking in love with people and asking God to bless people. And so I was very uh, caught off guard. And I was just listening to um, a minister, um, a pastor, and, and she was talking about how, you know, God the Father confronted her and said that he's drawing the line in the sand that she's got to deal with her heart as far as unforgiveness. And here she is, you know, doing the works of the Lord. And, and, um, but God said, as you know, in my word, I, you know, I, I am telling people that have, you know, cast out demons, healed the sick, um, prophesied all these mighty uh, works for the Lord. And Jesus turns around and says, I never knew you, you workers of iniquity. Depart from me. And, and, and he basically said, and, you know, he doesn't want to, he did not have to want to say that to her because of her unforgiveness. Now, of course, she has some awful things happen to her, awful things done to her by her um, father, awful things done to her by um, people. And of course, she has every right to be, um, hurting from these things, but it's a blocker. It's a blocker. That's how Satan operates. He gets people to hurt you. You get offended or you walk in unforgiveness and you don't want to love and bless people and therefore you block the flow of God's love and that's the blessing and the miracle working power in your life because you have to have an environment of love, of forgiveness, of not being offended. And if you want great things to happen in your life, then you, you've got to do that. And I was really touched by, um, the, the minister, the pastor of, um, worship at, um, I think it's, um, is it culture? I'm trying to think of the, the name of the, um, church. <clears throat> but this particular church, um, she basically got anointed her and appointed her at a very young 
age and and of course the enemy of course targeted her to try to derail her from her destiny and her story was just so powerful that I wanted to share it with you basically you know she um father left and um mother remarried and the marriage was extremely volatile the stepfather was very abusive and However, her mother was a godly woman of God, praying and, you know, fasting and seeking, you know, the face of God. And, and so as a young girl, she's wondering, you know, where are you, God? My mother is crying out to you. And of course, you're in the church Sunday, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday. So she's asking God, where are you? As she sees all these dysfunctions. In this Christian quote unquote home. And in the midst of that, um, she became a pretty, um, great, pretty good basketball player. And she's up in, um, I think it was, um, Columbus, Ohio. And, um, she goes on to get a uh, college, um, opportunity to play basketball in, in college and she had a, a a God encounter where when she was in middle school or maybe it was high school she cried out to God and said you, you know sh- come I, I need to know I need to know you're real and she felt like this spiritual blanket just covered her right and so she was kind of fi- trying to figure it out what's you know she had asked Jesus to come into her life in, in a real way. And along and short of the story, she progresses on in her life and she gets to college and she has a friendship um, with another female basketball player and it gets perverted. And next thing you know, they're having a, um, a, um, illicit um, same-sex relationship and no one knows about it except for them and and she is still in the church she is still you know we're uh, doing um, worship and she she loves the Lord and but somehow she got off track and derailed and so finally she comes to a, a moment of crisis and she just says, God, your solution in your word is expose it, bring it into the light. I need you to give somebody a dream, whatever, word, whatever, but, and, and help me work through this. And, you know, because I know that this is not in alignment with your best for me or your best for the, the other young lady. And the long and short of it is, um, God um, gives a dream to one of her close friends, and the close friend calls her and says, had a dream that you had a relation a relation with another woman. And, and she went through the whole thing and, and described some of the um, what happened. She said, so what do you think this means? It's, you know, it's obviously symbolic or whatever. And she cried and broke her cries. No, it's true. And so um, through God's tender kindness and mercy, you know, he, she works through it. She calls up her friend and says, this, this relationship cannot continue. And 
Um, uh, but she ends up, this young lady also is searching, um, you know, for meaning and relationship with Jesus Christ. And so she's able in the end to lead her to Christ. And she actually witnesses her getting baptized and moving forward in her life. And she moves forward in her life. And it was, she said it was progressive, just like it was progressive the way she got in it. It was progressive getting out of it. She said it was spiritual warfare. It was, she had to cut off certain things she used to watch. Um, you know, she had to, you know, get violent about, you know, walking in the best that God has for her. And in the end, she ended up meeting, uh, shortly after that, her, she, she's a worship leader, um, worship leader for her church and, and, um, she meets, um, this wonderful young man. And, and by the way, they're of different races. She's African American female. He's, um, white male. And, um, and they're both as cute as little buttons. And they end up, um, falling in love and getting married and they're expecting, they've been married for about a year and a half now. And they're about to have their first child, um, in, 2024, uh, and uh, they found out the sex is a little boy. So, so she is now having God's best after she made the choice, and it's all about a choice. You have to choose. So, I was really moved by that story, and a lot of people want to paint the picture that people, you know, don't have a personal relationship with God as they stray off the path. But, you know, I can testify, you know, that I had a relationship with Jesus Christ, made bad choices, got back on, repented, got back on track and still love Jesus. So, so it's not about, you know, you got this perfect walk, but there's something, if you are truly born again and you've accepted Christ Jesus, Lord and Savior, when you get off track, you will um, feel a pull, which is the Holy Spirit pulling you back to the Word and, and what God says in His Word and how we need to line our lives up with the Word of God. And so I I was thinking about that and in my own personal um, dirt work from my own heart, and, you know, and being a, not a baby Christian anymore, I just, I know how this goes down. You know, if you're walking around with unforgiveness, you're walking around with being offended, the root of bitterness, you know, and not walking in love, you're, you're blocking the flow of the Father. You're blocking God's best in your life. And the enemy knows how to do it. He's going to have somebody wound you and hurt you that you care about. It's going to have something done to you, and, and you got to make a decision. you got to make a choice. And just think, like I, I was thinking of this beautiful young lady as I was listening to her testimony. She wanted God's best for her life. And even though it was very painful, um, she made the choice of getting in alignment with God's Word and and, you know, and, and, and even helping the other young lady to get in alignment with God's word. And so that's kind of what's been, um, on my heart as of late. 
once again, I, I'm telling everybody to be careful about your tongue and be careful about what you say and how you say it. And life and death is in the power of the what? Tongue, right? So be careful. And I really um, am blessed um, to be in a position where I get to interface with a lot of young people who are, uh, I don't even know if they are millennials. I think they're not even millennials now. I think Generation Z or or X, or I don't know why, I don't know Z, I don't know, way out there. But, you know, I get to plant seeds and, and I try to be guided by the Holy Spirit because you just, you know, you, you want people to come to you. You're not trying to, um, you know, tell people what to do. But what I try to do is I try to share my, my experiences and, and how it's about choices. And, and, um, it has been very rewarding. Very warning. So, once again, um, I wanted to let everyone know that God is um, real, and He loves you, and He has a plan for you, a good plan. And if you really want to know the Father, then look at the Son, Christ Jesus, God is a good God. He loves us. And he, and he gave his only begotten son, Christ Jesus, to die for us so that we could fellowship and be in union with him again. That's a pretty stiff price to pay for the love of people who are your enemies. Yes, right. We were God's enemy. Not his friend, but he loved us, his creation. He loved us so much that he was willing to do this so that we could be reconciled, restored back to him. This was something Satan did not count on. He thought that he had won. He thought that, you know, he had gotten, gotten mankind, but you can never outcheck mate who? God. Daddy got you ain't by hey. Um, I want to share those those thoughts that I have with you, and I'm still looking into um you know God's given us the power to create wealth because I want to do more. For the kingdom, there's so many ministries out there that are just, God is just doing great things through these individuals. And I just want to go come alongside them and support them any way I can financially or in prayer and in finances. And so that's kind of one of the reasons why I'm very interested in in, um, wealth, not just riches, but wealth. And um, so I just wanted to share that with you as well, that I'm still in pursuit of that. And I want to basically 
let everyone understand that we are a work in progress, that we have not arrived and that, you know, as we go through this thing called life, we need to examine our heart, ask the Holy Spirit to help us to get in alignment with the things of what? God. And be used by God in any way that we can. So I just wanted to share those um, thoughts that I have. I think um, one of the things that's really been on my heart is my relationship with God and of course in my relationship with people and and especially my relationship with my mother since um, we're living in close proximity with each other and you know I've been asking God you know you want to walk in the fruits of the spirit you want to be walking love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and meekness and self-control Against such there is no law. And this, those words are really nice. But when you're walking in a day-to-day walk with someone, and, you know, that's when the rubber comes to the road, right? The rubber meets the road. And so I've been asking the Holy Spirit, you know, that I um, walk in love and gentleness and kindness with my mother. She's just such a... A blessing to me in many ways. And I thank God for her. I just wanted to say thank you, Mother Esther Williams, for all you have done and all that you do for me. I'm really blessed because I have a godly mother. Um, my mother and father, I mean, we went to Mass, raised Roman Catholic um, every Sunday, pretty much. And I also went to Catholic schools, K through 12. So it's been wonderful having godly parents and being introduced to Christ Jesus and the Father and the Holy Spirit. And so this legacy. And then also I think about how my mother and father, but primarily I think about how, you know, our parents try to protect us, at least my parents did, from a lot of the things of this world. And, and, um, and then as my mother gets older and, um, I think about how much, you know, she did for me and getting me to the dentist, getting me to the doctor, getting us into good schools, you know, feeding us, clothing us, educating us. That's 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 a that's a lot of sacrifice, and working two or three jobs to do that, and giving up some things to do that. Although my mother had awesome or does have an awesome life, and um, mother was big in you know in politics, um, went to the White House, um, worked in the you know, and um, state campaigns for the state of Florida and. Um, was good friends with uh, Askew and 
Senator Bob Graham. And so it's, it's, um, wonderful to be raised by a wonderful man of God and I'm a wonderful woman of God. And, and so that's the legacy that they've given me and I'm trying to pass that on to my children, uh, Joshua and Jordan and, making sure that, you know, I pass the legacy of of a relationship with Christ Jesus and the legacy of um, the Word and living by the Word and lining your life up with the Word and just like my parents did for me. So I... Wanted to once again remind everyone that November, I believe it's going to be, um, let's see, it's going to be November the 5th will be the prayer walk at the steps of the Capitol, Old Capitol, on November the 5th at 3.30 p.m. Please come and join us. And we just, it's really not a very long walk. Um very brisk, take less than 30 minutes. And basically, we pray for the churches of um, Tallahassee. We pray for the city of Tallahassee. We pray for the state of of Florida. We We pray for the nations. We pray for the world. And we pray um, God's will. You know, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We pray for the things of God and and we've seen God move. And so if you have a, a petition or request, please feel free to reach out to me at 816-678-6838. That's 816-678-6830 or reach out to the, the program director of um, 94.1 FM, Wave 94. And this this should um, be a great um, prayer walk for us. After the prayer walk, which will be November the 5th, we will continue um, Godfather's Doug Apple's teaching um, the, the the works of the um, of the carpenter. I think I'm not saying it right. I know, but basically, it's a powerful teaching on. Lining yourself up, life up, building on the rock, building on the word of God, building your life on, on Christ Jesus and, um, how you have to do dirt work and foundation work. And, uh, it's been, um, very good, very good teaching. And of course, we're, he's preparing for his future teachings. Which are coming up real, real soon as well. So I just want to remind everybody, um, to join us on November the 5th, the step of the Florida Capitol, old Capitol steps where the red and white awnings are, where Appalachia digs into, um, um, North Monroe. And, uh, we will be there. Walking and praying, and we would love for you to join us and 
can join us, make sure you you can either text me your prayer or uh, um, or call me or reach out to Doug Apple, my godfather, program manager, station manager for 94.1 FM Wave 94. And I just want to once again go back to basically life and death is in the power of the what? Tongue. And it's not only important what we say, but how we say it. And that we need to be um, salt and light. And salt is a preservative and retards um, the decay of, of something. And light uh, basically comes against the darkness. And I like um, ministers like L.D. Moody. You know, one of the interesting things about L.D. Moody was they had a um, a major, I think it was um, a major world's, uh, I think World's Fair event in the, I guess, the 1800s in um, Chicago. And the religious leaders around L.D. Moody, they have, you know, religious organization from all over the world. And, and his colleagues were saying, well, he wanted, they wanted L.D. Moody to, to argue with the people and fight with the people. And you know what L.D. Moody said? He says he wants to make Jesus Christ so attractive, so beautiful, so outstanding that people will be drawn and want to be with him. And that's really what it's all about. It's not about arguing with people and fighting with people and telling people you're going to hell. That's not how Jesus operated. Jesus drew people with love and compassion. Yes, he did tell people the truth. He did. But the powerful thing about when we speak, when we give the gospel, when we preach and teach in the name of Christ Jesus, there should be signs and wonders. There should be miracles that follow us that, that, that basically comes against the works of darkness. Now, what are the works of darkness? The works of darkness is sickness and disease, lack and poverty, right? That's what Jesus did. He canceled out the works of the enemy. He fed the 5,000. He raised Lazarus from the dead, right? He healed the sick. He made the blind eyes able to see. He gave new limbs to people who were maimed and lost their limbs. I was watching, listening to Troy Brewer, one of the um, ministers I'm kind of drawn to, and he was talking about this young lady named Grace. And Grace was born without any legs and only one arm. And in her culture, um, they want, you know, those children don't normally last very long. They kill them. And then they also want to kill the parents, right? And in the end, they did kill her father. And um, the mother survived. And, and Grace, but Grace is doing great 
work for the kingdom of God. She's giving praises. She's preaching the gospel. She's singing and praising the word of God. And it's just awesome. Once again, it's just awesome. I mean, like L.D. Moody, you know, you don't have to argue with people. You don't have to fight with people. Just radiate the love of Christ Jesus. And all men will be drawn to him. Right? Once again, I, I don't want to not end this broadcast without offering the invitation of Romans 10.9. That is, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be, you are saved. Thank you for once again joining me on Enter the Glory Zone on 94.1 FM Wave 94. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for to be overcome by your presence, Lord.